kind of harnessed all those market statistics. Um, I believe our team, one of our secret sauces is really analyzing the market and coming up with a, a, a plan of action to best counsel our clients. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Well, hello there, and thank you for tuning in to another week of Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. Today, I have Tom Atwood with me. Tom, thank you so very much for taking time out of your day to come on to the podcast and tell us a little bit about you and your business. Oh, I'm excited to share anything I can with you, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Uh, so tell me, Tom, uh, could you tell me as well as the listeners who you work for and what got you into the business? Yeah, sure. Um, been in the business about 18 years, uh, about 10 years with Keller Williams. Um, got into the business because a great friend of mine from college was uh, renovating homes. And while I was working my full-time gig, I really got interested in renovating homes and design and investing and things of that nature. And um, he kept dripping on me and it just made perfect sense to go full boat into real estate. So I've always had an investor mindset and a retail sales mindset in approaching um, real estate. Um, graduated from Towson University with a degree in marketing and business administration. So I have kind of a split brain of sales and marketing and love the love, you know, just really have a servant's heart uh, to help people achieve the, the dream of, of a home ownership. And um, always had the core belief that the commission checks kind of show up uh, by virtue of just doing the best that you can for your client. Yes. And we've uh, built a nice little team with that mantra and we've been around for a while. So. And how, how, um, how large is your team now? Uh, we, have, we float between nine and 10 members and we're getting ready while a lot of people are shrinking in 2023, 2024, we're getting ready to go into a massive uh, growth mode. So we're really excited about that. We're a team that thrives in a shifting market. So um, oh. when, things, when the market is high flying and everyone's selling houses, we still do really well. However, I think our secret sauce is really uh, the ability to cultivate leads and help people that really need to buy and sell in a challenging market. We've, we've got the experience for that. I love that. And I want to yeah. take an extra step, if I may. And yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, if you're open to sharing, and if you're not, that's okay, too. Um, what are you doing explicitly as the market is shifting uh, to differentiate yourself and to educate these um, home buyers and home sellers? Especially now that we're recording this, it's the middle of October. And we know that each market is a little bit different, but we're seeing right. a big shift from, uh, you know, the the all in seller market to a little bit like dancing around a buyer's market. But I wouldn't go as far as to say a complete buyer's market. But I'd say at least what I'm seeing on my side is dancing around it. So, what are you seeing, mm -hmm. and how are you educating them? Well, I'll tell you. I'll back up a second and go back to 2006 when I got licensed, and I'll never forget this moment. Sold 40 houses in my first year. And I remember coming back from Labor Day weekend. It was our first office meeting after the summer because we didn't have office meetings during the summer. And some of the most experienced agents uh, in the city were 
sitting around going, did you see that listing on 123 Main Street? It had a price reduction uh, sign rider and another high producing agent high up in the company said, what what the heck is a price reduction sign rider? So that so I actually was blessed with getting my license right before, you know, right. we went over the fall, so to speak. So I tell you that and I tell the audience that um, we had the special privilege of really having to cut our teeth in a very difficult market. Mm. And um, we knew from a, you know, from the very beginning that our ground game had to be strong. Uh, we knew that we had to make the contacts and we had to provide value. So just to pay our own personal bills and do a great job in a, in a, in, in a, you know, a de-escalating market, we had to really flex our skills quickly. So we're taking all those skills and we're comporting them to this market. So now to this market, this market's completely different. Um, it's a shifting market. However, in Maryland, we're seeing prices go up about 5% in 2023 in central Maryland. Huh? We've got an average um, days on market uh, less than a month um, while our team's averaging around eight or nine. And month supply is around a month to a month and a half, depending what county you're in. So yes, we're down 25, 30% as a, as an industry in total homes sold. However, demand, even at close to 8% interest rates, the demand from the buyer pool has shrunk, but it hasn't shrunk to the point where um, there's, there's uh, more homes than buyers. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of harnessed all those market statistics. Um, I believe our team, one of our secret sauces is really analyzing the market and coming up with a, a, a plan of action to best counsel our clients. Because we all know if you just turn on the news, mm -hmm. uh, the news would tell you that the sky is falling and we've gone to zero. Nobody's buying a house and you must be crazy if you think you're going to buy a house. However, what the news doesn't tell you is if you're a seller and you, you do need to make uh, a sale, uh, this is even better than 2021, 2022, and I expect the same thing for 24. Conversely, I would tell the buyers, uh, the news media would tell you, this has got to be the worst time to buy a house. However, in lieu of what? Right. We can't look at this in a vacuum. In lieu of paying the same or a higher amount in rent for the next 24 months while you're going to time the market, and I don't know, let's just use easy math because I'm a realtor. So realtor math says, if I rent a house for 2000 a month, uh, you know, 24 months from now, that's $48,000 and I'm paying my landlord, right? I'm paying my landlord's mortgage to buy down their principal while I could have paid my own mortgage, even at a rate that, let's be honest, none of us are happy at. Oh, no. But three, four percent is unreasonable. I don't think yeah. it's ever coming back. And you shouldn't stop the dream of home ownership and building equity and principal uh, pay down just because the news is telling you the rates are high. Exactly. And I'm a firm believer, Jennifer, once these rates do start to drop and they can't stay high forever, yeah. eerily, I think it's going to be coincidental that as we get closer to the next presidential election, Definitely. the Fed will hopefully have inflation coincidentally handled and things will start dropping. We thought it would happen a little sooner. Mm -hmm. I believe a lot of the buyers who are listening to the news and a herd mentality, they're going to suddenly come off the sidelines and prices are going to go up even faster. That's what so I'm trying to time today. the market to get a lower interest rate could just buy now, build equity, pay down principal, 
and refinance in two or three years. We don't have a crystal ball, but that's how I'm reading the market. Mm -hmm. And that is the abridged version buyer and seller of how we're talking to our clients now. And we have to get in front of the folks who are the most motivated. So mm -hmm. yes, to sell right now, um, it does, you know, you need to find the folks that um, are creating family formation. It, they need it. more space. They need to downsize. There's a job transfer. There are life events happening. So the news again would have you believe that we're going to zero. Yes, we're down 20, 30% in units, but not 100%. So there's a, still a lot of transactions out there. And I would just say to all my fellow agents out there in agent land, change your mindset, put your game face on, make the calls, make the contacts. This is not an Instagram market, get in front of people. And we're gonna have to call two to three times as many people to find the folks who really need to transact. So yeah. there's business out there to be had. Those, those new home uh, generate, uh, th those new family that are being generated now. I forgot the statistic and I, I something wants me to say that it's 8%, but don't quote me on that because I don't have the statistic in front of me. But it was something uh, something like that, or maybe it was, I don't recall the number, but I was staggered by how many new uh, families are being created that are displaced at the very moment. Um, I know I have one family, um, extra family living with me, my daughter and uh, my her boyfriend, and they've been looking for two years. So yeah. I know that there's many new creations like that that are just looking for something and making offers and getting outbid. Um, and the people are in that scenario. And I'm sure there's many more people in, in those groups, like my daughter. Um, sure. And people maybe even with small kids that they're having now and they're in that spot and they're just waiting, uh, just keep on looking, keep on looking because there's not a lot of um, of inventory. So when something comes, there's a lot of people jumping on it. Yeah, and just be ready. And we tell all of our clients, um, you know, to marry the house and date the interest rate. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, conversely, two years ago, approximately, I mean, I think it was like last August when rates really started going up like a hockey stick. But let's just go back two years in time. We were telling our clients the reverse. It was a slightly different script. It was the asset is actually the interest rate. Because even back then, we had clients who were nervous to buy because they felt like prices were going up too quickly. Mm -hmm. And true. you know all the folks who sat on the sideline who wished prices would drop, it never happened. And the interest rates doubled. So you know, the best time to buy a good piece of property is yesterday, today, or next week, or start planning for it. We can't time the market. Yeah, it's when you need it. It's yeah. when you need it. Uh, that is that is so true. Thank you for telling, uh, to, for sharing with us what you're yeah. doing with your buyers and with your sellers um, as the market is beginning to shift, at least at this very moment. Um, and I wanted to say that, uh, or wanted to ask, pardon me, in your production in the last 12 months in this very pivoting, uh, pivotal time, uh, do you know what your breakdown was for, you know, the, the amount of leads that you brought in as um, compared to the amount of referrals or sphere of influence loans or sure. transactions that you closed? Sure. I would say about 50% of our business is from the database and sphere of influence and repeat and referral. Um, we do a lot of open houses. Um, we meet a lot of people just through door knocking, uh, running charitable drives. In fact, at five o'clock today, we're doing a coat drive. And what a great way to go meet neighbors and let them know about the house you just sold down the street 
and you're doing a nice thing. You're not coming in cringy asking for their business. The temperatures are warm today, but they won't be in a month or two. And there's probably some folks that would love to have a coat that's been hanging in someone's closet for six years that hasn't been worn. And we could really give it to, to someone, you know, that could really need it. So, and mm. we're directing these folks to come back and drop those coats off at our open houses to drive traffic. So we're doing something great. It feels good. Um, there's no nervous feeling in your belly when you go to knock on that door because it's, it, you're not, you're not, you know, selling encyclopedias, you're asked, you're actually doing something out of kindness and oh, by the way, it's okay to tie it into your business as well. So it's a great giving feeling as you're trying to generate new business and you just wouldn't believe the conversations you get into. I can tell you, we'll have 20 great conversations for every door that gets slammed in your face or doesn't get answered. So I wouldn't be afraid to do some door knocking. Definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. Now, if, if somebody's listening in and they are interested in donating to your your coat drive, could they go, can they kind of Google you or go on to your Facebook page and would they find out where your open houses are going to be uh, so yep. they can drop off coats yep. to you? Yep. They're being advertised. And um, just to tell everyone verbally, uh, we'll be holding 615 South Linwood open this weekend in Canton. Uh, from 12 to 2 on Saturday and Sunday, and you can bring the coats by there if you have any coats. Mm, and you we said would love to help some people out, even if you're an agent, you want to just drop off some coats and oh, exactly. about it. We would love, we would love for you guys to come, and we'd love to meet you and shake your hand in person. Does that going to have a parking pad? It does. Yeah, I have somebody that's looking for. Okay, one. you got someone pre-approved ready to go. Oh, so thank you. So let me write that down before I forget. <laughs> No thank problem. You. It's a gorgeous uh, home. That is perfect. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, and then um, what you have a very positive mindset and um, staying away from the news, I'm confident is going to help with yes. that. Um, is there anything that you do during your day to set yourself up? Like, do you have a daily success plan that you yes. utilize throughout your day? Would you? Be we do. I, I will tell you, I'm a free spirit. I'm entrepreneurial. I love to I'm a very gregarious person. I love to just talk to people. I don't have a concept of time. I don't know if it's going to be eight o'clock at night by the time I get talking to someone, if it's a great conversation, but we do have to have structure. And everyone got into the industry to be their own boss. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. Yet we're trying to uh, you know, teach all of our fellow agents and LOs out there to have a structured day. And if you want to think about don't, I would just give the best advice to everyone out there. Don't try to shun um, the discipline of the time blocks in your day. If you think about the commitment that you make to getting the most important things done and you equate that to freedom. Mm -hmm. So nailing your time blocks equals freedom. It doesn't equal restriction or lack of freedom because when I nail my time blocks and I make my calls and my mindset's right and we've done our power-ups in the morning and we've reviewed our scripts and I've had my great conversations with past clients and new clients, well, the rest of the day, I have the freedom. I've won the day already. Yes. Yes. That is it. Whether you're a loan officer or a real estate agent, if you were able to set one appointment a day. I think that's a big business. Yes. It's funny how it all adds up. It so really does. The first half of the day and set one appointment that I can hold. Um, the rest of the day could be free. And I've already won the day if, if the day goes off the rails. Yes. And sometimes, as we know, our days do go off the rails. Yeah. 
It only yeah. takes it just takes a moment. Uh, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm a big uh, I'm I'm a big person on um, on my daily success plan. Um, I time block my days, but I, I honestly my calls are are nine to eleven, and they typically go nine to one because I like to talk so much when I'm on the phone with people right. and kind of dive in. So although it's my block. It, it, my, 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 my mindset is if I go longer, it's okay. As long as I don't have an appointment. And most uh, real estate emergencies can wait till noon or one o'clock. Yes. If you don't get back to them right away. Most right? definitely. Most definitely. And yeah, as and important yet, as we all think we are, there are people that can answer those questions too. Yes. So don't, <laughs> don't feel that pressure to pick up the phone on an incoming call, unless it's an incoming piece of business. Someone else's real estate emergency or emergency doesn't have to become yours. Yes. And uh, I would tell you, we start our power ups with gratitude. And some mm. people may think that sounds a little cliche. However, when we tell people what we're grateful for, isn't it amazing that if we had a bad day the day before, we start to forget what went bad and we start to stop feeling sorry for ourselves. So we got to be grateful and remind ourselves we're human creatures. Mm-hmm. We got to remind ourselves every single day what we're grateful for. So then, it's not about us. And then we can go help other people. And that's how the business rolls from there and how good things happen from there. Being open to the opportunity to be able to help somebody. Because when you're closed off and you're all bottled up in your own thoughts about why did I lose that client? Um, you know, uh, I someone backed into my bumper yesterday. <laughs> my, my, my son forgot to do his homework and got a lesser grade. Right. All of that kind of stuff, right? I it didn't is. go feed the meter and I got a parking ticket. Exactly. Life just happened. So we have to we have to shed that um, you know, mindset every day and start afresh. So that's the great thing about our industry. Every day is another day to turn it all around. I love that. Um on in the evening, I have an alarm set on my phone at nine o'clock and it says, remind yourself what your the best part of today was. I love that. When I go to bed at night, that's the one thing I want on my mind. And I do gratitude actually before my feet hit the ground. Have a very had a very bad back and the thought that I can get up and don't have any problems getting out of bed in the morning with this back it's like wow look at this I well I'm, you must be implementing a health plan into your regimen yes <laughs> huge health plan uh yeah I never thought I'd be the one to work out it first thing in the morning and no. I'm a new person now and I do that and I eat differently. I think yeah. differently. Everything has changed in the last 10 months for me. So um, I'm just a different person than I once was. And instituting those small things like putting that alarm on my phone at nine and, you know, waking up at six and getting my stuff done. Yeah. I'm, I'm making it to five o'clock. I'm telling you now, I will make it to 5 a.m. and get up and have the 5 a.m. mornings. I'm getting there. Yeah. I'm I love it. I love it. Okay. 6 a.m. used to sound like a really early hour for me. Mm-hmm. And my brother and I have started working out 90 days ago. And now it's really funny once you do something long enough after, you know, they say after 66 days, you've developed that habit. You got to power through oh, what, yeah. we call, what we call the suck. So power through the suck. Yep. And it becomes a new habit. And now we're so energized. We're ready to hit the ground running as soon as we get into our power up and the whole day just flows uh, from there. That's all. Now, does your brother work with you? Yes, he's on the team as well. Very cool. Yeah. 
Oh, I yeah. did not Whoops. know that. Oh, Whoops. that's been is... on the team for like 13, 14 years. So. Oh, wow. That is great. That is really great. Um, I wanted to ask, now I know that we're in a shifting market, but I wanted mm-hmm. to see what trends are you seeing right now that that we could, that agents may say they need assistance with teaching their sellers at this time and or teaching their buyers at this time. I know sure. we- we, bri- we briefed it. Um, we briefed and then we went somewhere else, but we can come back to it. I would tell you the biggest concept for 2023. Do you want to hear this? I do. You think our audience wants to hear it? I'm, I'm going to give them my secret sauce. So guys, you can come after me if you want. The biggest concept that we're embracing for our sellers in 2023 is the concept of traditionally a seller equates their list price with very close to what they want to sell the home for. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are setting a list price now as kind of an opening bid or an opening launch price. And it's actually we're actually, you know, outpacing the market, uh, creating crazy amounts of traffic at our open houses and outpacing the market as far as getting interest in a property and multiple offers and still in a bidding war due to the low inventory. So we know if the buyer pool used to be this big at four or five percent and now it's this big at seven and three quarters, but the inventory is still here. That's the game. It's a supply and demand game that we're playing. That is the Duke. That so is the every month we're really hand cranking and looking at uh, bright MLS um, market data. What's the days on market? What's the average month supply in each county and the city? Uh, what's the demand index? We know that showings are down 20% or so. And we educate our sellers that. So we tell the story of the real market because data tells the story. And then we come up with a business plan to track the data. Interesting. Yep. So if showings are down 20%, we shouldn't be overpricing our homes when home home demand is down traditionally and and foot traffic is down immensely. We should actually be doing everything we can to pull in every buyer in the available buyer pool in that micro market. If they're interested in that price range in that area, that zip code, they need to be checking us out. Yes. That's a big deal. That is, that's definitely a big deal. Now, what, what trends are you seeing when it comes to buyers that are in the market right now? Do you find that they are more educated than they used to be or less educated than they used to be? Or do you think that they, 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 don't, they don't have any education at all? Um, no, I think buyers are more educated than they used to be, but it's more related to the technology that's at their fingertips. Okay. And I still think we all um, fall prey to what we hear in the news because let's be honest, the business model of the news or the media is to sell advertising. Oh, absolutely. How do I sell advertising? I've got to get eyeballs to what I'm putting out there. And unfortunately, we live in a world where fear is the biggest motivator. So all the feel-good stories probably don't get read or viewed, you know, as much as maybe 10x or 100x the the fearful stories or the sky is falling stories. So that 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 media message is still so impressionable on everybody. So what it takes is getting in front of more people to educate them on really dot, taking a deep dive on what's going on in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's really the secret sauce. Sorry, it's not more complicated than that. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a big it's a big deal. It's definitely a big deal. Uh, what is the and, and then you're in focusing on Baltimore City. Is that correct? I mean, you go everywhere. At, yeah, we're, we're focused on Central Maryland. So I would say 30, 40 percent of our business is in the city. And I'll just tell you a quick story. Probably 15 years ago, 80% of our business was in the city and we moved everybody out of the city over time when they were ready to sell to every outpost in central Maryland. So what's odd is um, if I was an expert in Westminster, lived in Westminster, I, I might not know a lot of the other markets, but because mm -hmm. we were centralized uh, in Canton and Federal Hill, we got to kind of be um, mar many market experts in all the places our clients were repeatedly taking us through migration patterns. And That's so, wonderful. yeah, we've, we've become really skilled in knowing how to sell a house within a 30 mile radius uh, of, of downtown. That is great. What yeah. is the um, purchase price range that you think is the most difficult at this time to find a property in? To find a property. To mm -hmm. find the property. Um, yeah, I would say that bread and butter, 250 to 350 mm -hmm. uh, with good location and, and a good house is highly, highly, highly competitive right now. Mm -hmm. So and it's, it, you know, I always I always thought and even going back to the last market where we shifted in real in the in the banking recession, um the biggest percentage of people buying homes were the first time home buyers. So I think that's still going to be a very competitive market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if not priced correctly, some of the stuff at the higher price uh, points are starting to sit. So you got to get in front of the pricing, but every great house that's priced correctly is still selling. I see that too. Yeah. I see that too. And and when it comes to the higher priced homes, it makes me wonder if it's just because those individuals may not be in the new um, household creation group that right. is growing so exponentially right now. And you're more move up buyers at that time. So they don't have to get anything. I mean, they'd right. like to, or they may need to, but it's not a, like a requirement. I wonder how much that plays into that that pricing in, in those higher price, more luxury um, homes? Well, if the buyers see the value in the listing that the seller is presenting to the market, those buyers, as you know, are going to be a little more sophisticated. It's their second, third, fifth house that they bought. Ironically, the bigger the loan, it seems the interest rate's a little lower because it's crazy. Putting, it is kind of like uh, an opposite universe. However, I guess the bank's um, analyze that maybe that's a less riskier loan because uh, maybe they're still putting 10 or 20% down, but that's a bigger total amount of cash that someone's not going to want to walk away from. And these people have really spent the last decade, you know, setting themselves up to be able to be that kind of buyer. Yeah. So um, it's a less riskier loan to put on the books, right? For, yeah, for definitely. It's, it's an entire conversation. I could make your eyes cross. I just had a conversation with the secondary marketing and it all comes down to mortgage insurance and the, yeah. and the bank's risk. And when there's higher mortgage insurance available, the bank has less risk of default and they're happier to offer a lower rate with that, which you would think it wouldn't be. It's a whole thing. And when we had the secondary marketing come in to share with us, actually the VP of everything, 
I was so shocked to just, I mean, he just broke down the numbers. He's like, I'm just going to open up the books and tell you what it is and where the issue is. And it's not our pricing. It's the way Fannie and Freddie are breaking it down. And this is what we're putting together that why they're doing what they're doing. And it was just so like, oh, uh, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it sucks, but you get right. it. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, another question is, do you mm-hmm. find that there's one type of home that's selling better than others? Like, is there a type? Is it a single family home uh, that is typically going faster? Or is it a um, a detached home uh, that is going faster? Is Or does it actually even matter if it's a colonial as opposed to a... Um, a trifold or duplex. Do you think it goes that deep? I mean, there are some architectural preferences out there. Um, I'll give you an example. I've never been a fan of the Dutch colonial, but they sell if they're priced correctly and they're a beautiful home. But that's my personal preference. I just don't like the way the roof kind of comes over the second floor. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say if it's a good home in a good location, it's priced correctly. Uh, townhomes are selling just as quickly as single family homes. Okay. Yeah. Now in the luxury market, if we still have the attitude from certain sellers that I don't need to sell and I'm not a motivated seller. So I'm going to put my house out at X and if it doesn't sell, then it doesn't matter to me. It could give you the impression that that market is slower. Mm -hmm. However, I would still contend with some of my luxury colleagues. It might just more or less be a pricing issue and we can't control ultimately we give our best counsel to our clients mm-hmm. but if the seller is not motivated then that house is going to sell so sometimes it it seems a little habitual that the higher the price the less motivated some of the sellers are because they could quite frankly hold a, a an empty house uh in some of these markets for a couple of years and they're standing their ground on what they want for their house so be that as it may however that doesn't quite translate to market value in this moment in time so yes you gotta really peel it back does that mean the luxury market is slowing down maybe however every great property i see on the waterfront in eastern baltimore county all the way to the bay bridge if it's a great house on a great lot and it's priced fairly, uh, it's getting a lot of attention, just as much as, as our larger homes uh, out in some of the more rural or estate lot locations are. Mm-hmm. However, if a seller is digging their heels in the sand and attempting to sell something that's not even in line with market value, it could give the impression that the luxury market's slowing down. So I'm not yes. a believer. I'm not we a believer. We have one of those across the street from us and uh, 200000 overpriced. Um and you're right. sitting there looking going, okay, well, good luck to you. <laughs> right. Good luck. Uh, what do you think the biggest mistake is that um, sellers and or buyers are making at this time? Yeah, I just think um, for sellers, days on market is so critical. I remember mm-hmm. it was just a couple of years ago, we would brag to all of our potential new seller clients that we're selling homes in 30 days or less. Well, the new 30 day or less is, I don't know, seven to 10 days. It's really amazing. So because of the speed of technology and the lack of inventory, you really want to launch your property correctly from the get-go because I'm a believer that 70 to 80% of the potential buyers out there because of everything's in the palm of their hand, they're going to see your house in the first week or two. And it's you're really fighting an uphill battle to get them to come back and re-engage in the property 
if you didn't launch properly because they're on to the next thing. Yes, very true. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Right. Um, so I know we're, we're coming up to our time frame. And I just want to say if there are yeah. the agents that are listening here and they're thinking to themselves, um, I'm, I'm interested in more about what Tom has to say. I'm interested in finding out how his team operates. I'm interested in finding out more about the brokerage he works for. Um, how can these agents get in contact with you to find, or if they're interested in donating to your coat drive, um, yeah, sure. how could they reach you? How would you just, like them to? Just so I don't get um, pummeled with phone calls in the beginning, throw me a text and my direct cell is 443-742-4835. Send me a text. I'd love to chat with you. We've got more um more people that we can physically contact right now, which is an opposite problem of most agents and teams from everyone I'm talking to. Um, if you just need advice on where you're at in your own career, I'd love to help you. It's my way of giving back to the industry that's been so great to me. And if you have any questions about that, um, you know, our team, our brokerage, and we are uh, partnered with a much larger business partner called Place. So it is a network of over 270 teams nationwide. Uh, we offer, offer profit sharing, health insurance, stock options on a company that's going to IPO in the future, all kinds of uh, leverage models from personal assistance, uh, all kinds of stuff, uh, more that I'd love to tell you about stock options and how all that works in a future conversation. If you're thinking about making a move, all I would ask is kick the tires with us before you um, you make that next move. I think a lot of people out there are hurting right now. And um, it's good to get a couple opinions before you just make that jump. Exactly. You don't want to get the reputation that you change uh, you, you change teams or brokerages, um, you know, every 12 months and experience agents in the market. They remember when your sign looks different next year or the year after and three, years, three signs from now. So spend a little more time on the front end uh, exploring what is the right fit for you, um, because Thank I think you. this is an incredible market. There's no reason why you still can't um, have a great career, even in a shifting market. Very true. Thank you so much, Tom, for coming on today. I so appreciate yep. your time and uh, your insights into the industry and helping out those in this industry as the market begins to shift again. You got it. Absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jennifer. You're very welcome. Enjoy All your right. day, Tom. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it, too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 